There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Hello and welcome back to The Ruck. We have Alex Lowe and Adam Hathaway in the studio. We have a cram-packed programme. There's an England squad to be announced on Thursday. There are European finals coming up at the weekend. Uh, we're going to concentrate primarily on the end of the regular season, the Premiership. Uh, Alex, can I just say that you are as welcome back as an overdue British summer, uh, or, or an England call-up for Dan Robson, or even a new England attack coach? Thank you. Uh, well, I am especially grateful that you're here because um, Steve Jones has swanned off to be a judge in the uh, Premiership end of season awards. Uh, I would add that I was asked to do the same, but uh, I put the podcast first, as you'd expect. Um, and also, my call up to join the panel was about as late as Quinn's summoning a show of spirit in their last game of the season. God, did they leave it late. Um, uh, no problem, though. We'll do our own Ruck Awards uh, here, which will be far more prestigious um, to help us judge. As mentioned, we also have Adam Hathaway, famously the only sports writer in England, who is a specialist in both rugby and greyhound racing. Am, Adam, <clears throat> how are you going? Not bad, actually. We've got, got a runner at 4.30 this afternoon, so better crack on, or else we're doing this from the betting shop. Well, will you, so you'll go and watch him? him no, running in, uh, she is running in Hove, so uh, I put the podcast first. Adam, you at the weekend? Where were you at the weekend? <clears throat> uh, I went to Saracens. But uh, did you see a Saracens team that were going through the gears as they do sort of uh, late April, early May, um, end of season, finals approaching, sort of uh, looking better and better? Yeah, they are. The first half an hour, Gloucester scored a couple of uh, sort of length of the field job tries, which Saris never concede. It was 15-12 just for half-time. Then Owen Farrell scored. That was the end of the match. And then they just clicked and scored 40 points for nothing in the uh, second half. They are looking increasingly better and they've got the bit between their teeth I'd quite fancy them to go all the way this year Good uh, Alex has there been some news today? Well there has been confirmation today from Eddie Jones that he will recruit an attack coach for yeah. the summer tour of South Africa he hinted at it after the Six Nations but then he also said after the Six Nations that attack isn't the problem the breakdown's the problem we've got to fix that first so I kind of wonder whether whether he's, he's going for an attack coach for, for a fresh voice and maybe some fresh ideas because one of the problems that, that England had on the summer tour sorry in the Six Nations was that um, their power game didn't work their breakdown didn't work but they just kept on trying the same thing they had seemed to have no no fresh ideas no, no different angle of attack um, so I wonder whether he's bringing in 
uh, a, a new voice, some fresh ideas, because there's no way that England are going to win the power battle against South Africa. Do, um, do, 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 does this seem to be a? Um, do we know if this is a, a one-off appointment for South Africa, or is it someone it, who's going to come in for campaigns? It's another one-off. So he took he took Glenella to Australia, took Glenella and Sam Vesti to Argentina. Yeah, and in the meantime, he had uh, Roy Teague briefly. Um, but this is another temporary appointment, as far as we know. He, he won't. He hasn't confirmed who it mm. is, other than to say it is a coach he's worked with before, which doesn't narrow it down massively. Should we speculate? Given he's had twenty years coaching around the world. Adam, any thoughts? If you were appointing a tack coach tomorrow, you would appoint. Well, when when I read that Eddie quote, the key quote was it's um, somebody he's worked with before, and he also said somebody who'll be um, good for this tour which implies it might be a South African. He's very mate with Alistair Kutzir, who's out of a job, who was also the backs coach when the box won the World Cup in 07 when Eddie was a sort of consultant yeah. to them. So so that's when he worked with Alistair Kutzir, so that's a good shout. I think that's, a brilliant, that's a brilliant shout. Cause he, he, I'm not sure he's going to be able to second anyone from the Premiership. You could look at... So Dave Ward has done a great job at Newcastle. Yeah. Ali Heath is obviously very highly rated, Sam Vesti. But he has, he's, he's worked with Vesti before. He hasn't worked with the other two before. Vesti's so, so, not so, a bad shout, isn't he? V- Vesti would be available because he's he doesn't join Northampton till next season, so he would be available and would be a good shout. But I, I think I think Kutsia on the basis that he no one will know the Springboks set up better than the coach who's who's just been sacked by the Springboks. Um, I think he's and, and you're right they get on famously those two work work together in a in a World Cup winning team. I mean for that reason to. to it's a very Eddie to, thing to do. As it well, is a it? very Eddie thing to do to bring in their own man. I mean, it's, I suppose it's a tiny bit like bringing Glenn Eller in when yeah. they went to Australia, but yeah. but far more so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, it's a canny. It's a. It would be a canny selection if if it's true, and um, I think it's a very good very good idea, Adam. Well, on that, the um, on the England squad, which will be announced on Thursday, uh, what do, do we? So that that would be quite a good surprise. Are we expecting a bag of tricks, a, a mixed bag of surprises? I can't say any bagging things. What do you think about <laughs> well, the bag? Eddie hasn't really revealed his hand about how he's, his sort of philosophy of the tour. We don't know if he's going to rest the Lions. We don't know if he's um, going to rest half the Lions. We don't know if he's going to take a load of kids out there. We don't know if he's going to take a load of meatheads out there. It's, until we know that, which will probably which will be unveiled on Thursday morning, there's about 60 people who could go. He, he has to... I mean, he's, rest, he's, got, he's got to rest half the Lions because half the Lions are injured. And, and so it, the, the key decisions for me are whether he, he arrests Mako Vunapola and Maru Itoji. Um Mark McCall was adamant that Owen Farrell will go uh, and as captain and Mark McCall doesn't make those statements unless he he knows something. So I don't see Farrell being rested. I think Mako should be rested and I think that's fine because one, he I think he's played 35 games or will have played 35 games this year if he goes through to the final. And also, there's so much uh, yeah. fresh yeah. talent, backup talent at Loosehead, so you can rest him. But if you if you rest Maro, who I who then there's a very strong argument that you should do Maro Itoje, then then you're slightly threatened at, at uh, lock, aren't you? Because you, you you're already without Courtney Laws and George Cruz, so you take out Maro again, then you've got Joe Launchbury and a another from Charlie Yules, Nick Ezekwe, Dave Atwood. Could you put Atwood and Launchbury in the same? In the same second row, or would they be too big and cumbersome? Uh, we wouldn't mind seeing him play against South Africa, but things with Itoje, <clears throat> I mean, Mako's got this habit of not getting injured. Itoje had six or seven weeks off around Christmas when he had that, was it fractured cheek, uh, broken jaw, mm, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so no, you're right. The argument that he's played too much rugby doesn't yeah. stack, yeah. really. But, so, uh, but your question about a bag of surprises, uh, I'm sure there will be. Um, and we, we've, we've all spent the last month or two looking at 
who's eligible, who who can he pick from New Zealand, which which qualified South Africans are available to him. Yeah, John Ross's name gets mentioned a lot. Brad Shields, obviously. Um, Michael Rhodes qualifies in July, so he can't go on the tour. But you'd imagine he'd be in the in the longer term frame. I, I think that he'll have to pick. You know, he, he needs to change things up. He said he said so himself. He's he's acknowledged that he should have brought in <clears throat> yeah. some fresher faces earlier. He, he's, I mean, that's was quite big for Eddie, I think, to say it's, yes. Yeah, it, it is, and because he, he did box himself into some corners in in the Six Nations through through selection and not and not giving opportunities to players whom who deserve them and who would have probably fitted the, the England game plan better than those he he had in the squad already. I mean, Nick Nick Shonnet was a player who we put in the in the paper at the weekend as, as someone who's had a really strong season. Who I think he's got to be on that trip. Who could easily be on that trip? I think Dan Cole won't be on. I don't think he should be on the trip. I don't think he will be on the trip. England don't have enough depth at tight head, and, and I don't think Dan Cole's playing well enough. I think now's the opportunity to to rest him and give others a, a real opportunity, which Adam, would be which would be Sinclair. Obviously, with a point to prove, and and Sean along along with Harry Williams. Adam, if you if you were on that selection panel, actually, it's not really a selection panel, is it? No, it's dict- <laughs> if, dictatorship. If you were the one man in the selection room, what um, uh, who would be your your one player that that um that would raise eyebrows? Well, with, with a musical accompaniment, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I'll be surprised by so him. Can any- we do that mm. drum roll, Alex? I, don't think- I-, I tell you who'd who surprise me, despite the fact that he's probably everyone's player of the season, but Danny Cipriani being in that squad would surprise me based on everything that Eddie Jones has said about him. Yeah, but on, on, on form, if you watch the tapes of every Premiership match this year, you'd say he's the best fly half in England. Completely. Eddie obviously doesn't rate Premiership rugby. The style that Danny plays, or whatever, or which, which maybe he has also said, he's also said that just you play well at the Premiership doesn't mean you're going to get into my team. Do you, you, but do you actually mean he, that, Adam? So you see, so you watch the tapes. If you watch the highlights reels or, or, or the or the highlights on uh, at the weekend, then you see. I mean, Cipriano has the best highlights by a mile. Yeah, of course, yeah, because he's so dazzling. But you don't. But in the highlights reels, you don't see his mistakes or his his game management weaknesses. You know, he he, he doesn't play a territory game, which is what. Or pretty much every international team has to play now. Uh, he, he'll he'll try and score from his own inside his mm. own twenty-two when he shouldn't. To talk about his defence is a, is a bit dull. He's not the best defender, but hey, he's got better. George Ford isn't uh, isn't really yeah. either. Um, but uh, but it's it, that's not the reason why he wouldn't be picked. He wouldn't be picked for England because Eddie Jones has said, "I'm only." It's a character. It's a character reason why he hasn't been picked before, not not a form reason. Hmm. So Eddie Jones won't pick him. He, he's not he, a team man. Basically, How many eyes in Cipriani? Own, well, three eyes in Cipriani, no eye in team. He said he'd pick him if he's his England first choice fly half, but he wouldn't have him in the squad otherwise. And that's why it would surprise me if he goes, because Eddie Jones, who who isn't afraid to contradict himself, but this would be one of his bigger contradictions if he was to, to turn to and pick Cipriani, knowing that, especially if Farrell goes as captain, um, I don't see Cipriani starting and therefore... I'd be flabbergasted if he yeah. went. But the only way he can go is, is, is if... If Owen Farrell's not there, and maybe yeah. George Ford's not there, if he wants to just, if he says this is a, a, a B team, a development team, or whatever, then then you could then you could establish it that way. But to, uh, otherwise, it, it would just be bizarre. Well, the thing is, Eddie, it was quite when he's been asked about him for about the millionth time this year. He said that Cipriani has to be the main man. But I'm afraid with Owen Farrell in the team, he's not the main man, is he? Well, it's impossible for me. Um, who's who's going to be your um, test match fullback? Um, I think that's really interesting. I I had I'm sure I everyone my, listening would agree. I put Mike Brown. I put Mike Brown in there. Um, that's a bit retro, isn't it? It's very retro. But I think on on the basis that it's it's 
the style of the style of games that I would expect there to be. I think he'll be under there'll be high balls that'll be physical. Um, yeah, no, he certainly certainly. I just says that. Uh, yeah. Jason Woodward's getting a, a bit of um, a bit of backing publicly. <clears throat> yeah, brilliant. I think he's been outstanding. He has brilliant been. in attack on Saturday against Saracens. Um, I'm I'm with Alex on this because you know what you're going to get from the box, and I keep Mike Brown there. It's, it's not a chuck away series. This not maybe not the right time to blood Elliot Daly, which a lot of people want to see. But yeah, if you don't, but if you don't start blooding these people, you're running out of games. I think that. The third test could be a, a different scenario to the first test. First test, I'd, yeah, I'd pick Daly on one wing, um, May or Noel on the other, and, and Brown at fullback. But then I think Woodward should, could easily go on the tour and could easily be a bench player covering all three positions. And, and he has something who could, you know, he has a pace and a, and a sort of a X factor to use that phrase. He can finish a try really nicely. He, he could change things in you know, the last quarter of a match. But for now, I'd, um, I'd have Mike Brown at 15. Good, good man, sticking with your 70s suit and all the rest of your retro <laughs> gear. Right, brilliant. We're going to move on now to uh, team of the team of the season, um, your, your collated team of the season. We're going to ask Alex Lowe now, tell us who he is picked in his team of the season, and Adam and I will, will laugh at his, his okay. selections. Okay, Willie LaRue at 15, and just ahead of Woodward and Villarnu from Leicester. I struggle to disagree with that. Adam, come on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think, right. I think Vianu and Woodward were, were the closest rivals. Vianu's been injured a lot, but he he's, he's still he's still got the best footwork in the Premiership. Um, on the wings, I went with Veroniki Gonover and Josh Adams, with honourable mention for Matt Banahan, who I thought had a really good final season for Bath. Well, his name keeps coming up. I'd love to see Christian Wade in there again. I mean, he might. I'd love to see him go to South Africa, but um, if they had a midweek game. Um, what about Johnny May? He scored. A, a, he was scoring a, a try a game for the first half of the season, um, and, we, and now we've forgotten about him because Leicester have been a bit disappointing. I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, Johnny, he scored nine tries in fifteen Premiership games. Um, he is an out and out finish, isn't he? But the try that Wade scored against Northampton uh, in the penultimate round of games, the first I think it was the first one. I had the BT commentary on my earpiece in the ground, and uh, Austin Healy said no one else in the Premiership would have scored that, and if I think he was right. Mm. Matt Bannon's in my team of the season, actually. I've, the um, the games that I've seen when Bath has slightly struggled, he's he's the guy who just is indefatigable and the spirit won't be won't die and will keep mm. on fighting, leads the battle. I think he's I think he's been brilliant. Well, him, him and Brew, yeah, and Brew yeah, as well. Yeah. So they're both on the wing. Yeah, centres midfield. Um, We're not coming up with any conclusions here, are we? No. Okay, but anyway, it's a fun conversation. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying it. Very tempted to to pick Billy Twelve Trees at inside centre. Very good. I'm glad you mentioned that Uh, because overlooked people have written him off and forgotten forgotten him. Um, But he's thrived under Johan Ackerman um, and and the style of play that Gloucester are now playing. He he was pipped in my team only by Matt Tamua because. He's been hugely influential for Gloucester when he's been at ten or twelve uh, for Leicester. Sorry, when he's been at ten or twelve. So I've gone with Tamua, just ahead of twelve trees with Henry Trinder outside centre, um, because he's another player who it's just been so great to see him injury free. Well, I've and got Tamua and Trinder in my team as well. So I'm, pl- pl- I'm, playing I'm admiring a style your, of rugby with that really suits his um, his attacking ability. Yeah, it's been great to see Trinder. Well, Tamua might have been the best ten in the Premiership this year when he played there yeah. for Leicester when. Um, Ford was on Six Nations duty and they actually played better than they did when Ford was there. Um, in the in the centres, Trinder's been brilliant. Um, so, but no, I got him to move at twelve. One bloke I really like. Also got this boy band uh, backline. You know, Daly, Cipriani, Wade, all bells and whistles. You know, you can see him on the stage at the O2. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
this guy um, Wanda Young, who's sort of play, he can play twelve thirteen. He's been absolutely fantastic for them. They talk about Wasp teams having an unsung hero. It's a bit like Fraser Waters in the glory days of the Delalio era. Um, no one really talks about him. He just does everything well. He'd probably tighten up their defence a little bit. But apart from that, I wouldn't be surprised if he played against England this summer. I was going to say we might see him down in South Africa, yeah. won't we? Yeah, we, uh, he's, he's definitely on the on um, Erasmus's radar he for is, that yeah. squad. Um, so that'd be interesting. I think if um, the word is that last season's Premiership Team of the Year, the, the official one had Jimmy Gopeth at fly half, even though he'd spent virtually all season playing inside centre, mm. and it did upset the incumbent Wasps fly half, <laughs> who wasn't picked. But he, So that would have been the same if we picked Tamura at 10 ahead of Cipriani, yeah, sure. but I don't think we can. So I've got Cipriani and Faf de Klerk. I imagine everyone in the country's yeah. got the same Passed. half-back partnership. Move on. Move on, yeah, I think you're right. Pack is, pack is a lot harder. Um, I, know, I saw a lot of people have picked Ellis Gench, who I think has been brilliant, but he was injured a lot. Uh, for a large chunk of the season so on that basis I've gone for Alec Hepburn at loose head I think Mako's just so consistent um, like I say doesn't get injured mm. always performs to to a high level but um, I've been really impressed by by Hepburn for Exeter uh, Sharp Brits hooker um, and Vincent Koch at tight head just ahead of Nick Shonnet, um because he's just Cox's done, done some brilliant, brilliant stuff for Saracen certainly early part of the season, and, and I saw him come back against London Irish. Why has Barno not got more um, more of a <clears throat> part in these conversations about having end of season superstars? Because he's been injured too much. Every time I've seen him, he's been very good. He was brilliant against uh, Toulon in the away match, um, as all the bar front row were that day. Um, he, he looks. I mean, he's, he's brilliant. He maybe looks deceived, but he, he looks a little bit chunky, doesn't he? I know he's a prop, but he looks he looks as if he could do with a few sessions in the gym. And I know he's been... He's quoted, read the job description. He's been quoted recently that um, his extras are running, running and running. Yeah. So maybe he's um, working towards that. But yeah, he's a good season. He's dropped a lot of weight in the last yeah. in the last year. I, th- I think Bath were quite close to giving up, um, giving up on him. And they kept him and they needed him because of injuries. And, and he has been outstanding. He's been... He'd be one of the one of the kind of breakthrough players, I'd say, of, mm. of the season. But just for me, Hepburn. A lot of it comes with if you're picking a player, at, you know, in a team that's that's top of the table. That I think you know it, that influences things for me. Um, well, know, I've got Brits as team. my hooker, the same as you. But if Luke Cowan-Dickey had been yeah. fit for the whole yeah. season, that would probably be him. I mean, he's finished the season just like yeah. a sort of runaway train isn't he he's playing yeah. so well at the moment yeah. we'll, miss, we'll miss Sharpbridge when he goes into the season oh, best overseas player possibly ever to come in the premiership been fantastic yeah, in in my team of the season in the newspaper, I'd I'd written I wrote exactly what you said that Shout Brits is one of the best Premiership players, that one of the one of the all time Premiership greats. Yep. and the word Premiership's come out and it just says one of the all time greats. <laughs> so so he's up there with Richie McCaw and John Eels now. He'll be happy. He'll be grinning broadly like always. I love that. Who are you lot? I went with Nick Izyekwi and Joe Launchbury. Um, I went with Izyekwi because he has second year out of school been presented with opportunities at, at Saracens in, you know, when, when Mara's been out when George Cruz has been out and he's he's really stepped up and I've been really impressed with him this this season for, for such a young guy um, and, and Launchbury is just another Mr Consistent I think it, it it would be remiss to not mention Callum Green and, and Johnny Hill who um, Callum, who, was, who are my two picks who are your two picks from yes. the paper today I was talking to, to Ben Kay um 
our illustrious columnist uh, last week about Callum Green and and he he picked him as an example of um, of the coaching the great work that, that Dean Richards and John Wells have done uh, and Mickey Ward have done at, at Newcastle he was a player who was at Leicester they never rated him as a first choice lock Can Newcastle just saw- you for a minute you, you mentioned our illustrious columnist yeah. Ben Kay he yeah. wrote a really good column on Dean Richards at the weekend didn't mm. he he did yeah, when he he was sort of the first person saying, "Well, hang on," a, well, the first person for a long time saying, "Hang on, why are we all wondering who should be the next England coach manager?" Because yeah. he, he, it should be Dino. I thought he did that really well, and he obviously knows him um, so well. So, s- sorry, carry on. I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. You're going so well as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so Callum Green, yeah, Newcastle have, have found a gem in in Callum Green. Sort of not not really rated at Leicester, taking to Newcastle and has has shone up there. I wouldn't disagree with um, any of those four that. You two have put up. I mean, Izzy Equi is probably the outstanding story because he's not even twenty yet. I, walk, yeah. I walked into the ground on Saturday behind him. He's absolutely massive. He's built like a a warehouse. You know, he's huge. He's only going to get bigger. He's a terrific player. Can play six as well. Launchby's been Launchby isn't he, all season with knobs on. Really, do you think Izzy Equi's been slightly overlooked by everyone because he's because he's not marrow. One is not marrow. Uh, Two, he, 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 the cliche, the unseen work. He's he's, he's <coughs> one of the kings of unseen work, isn't he? Um, so he, he doesn't he doesn't tend to shine as much. And he's, he's, I, I I agree with you. I think he's been brilliant. And you do forget he was playing England under twenties yeah, exactly, this time yeah. last year. Yeah. Who's your bat row, Alex? Uh, bat row, I struggle because just like Eddie Jones, I was trying to find trying to cram in all the players I wanted while also having having them in their best positions. It wasn't quite possible. So in the end, I've gone with Don Armand at six. John O'Ross at eight and Sam Simmons at seven, who I know doesn't play seven for Exeter, but I think he could do. And his he and he, he has to be in the team. He has to be in the back row somewhere. And that's your suggestion to Eddie Jones for, and, for Sam yeah, Simmons as yeah. well. Yes. <laughs> oh no, I, I picked Tom Curry at seven for for England because I I just one of the big disappointments of the season for me was not not getting the, not getting the chance to see him kick on because of injury. But I really think he. He could end up being the answer at open side for England because he's got—he's a real mongrel on the floor, turnover king. But also, he's got a bit like a bit like Sam Sims. He's got—he's got the link play, he's got the hands, and the and the pace to to be to be up with play. So I'm I'm excited to see him. Whether or not he's the right man to to be up against the massive beer moths of the Springbok back row, I'm not quite so sure. But I've, I I would be excited to see him at seven. But in my team, Sam Simmons would, would be at seven. I think Simmons probably might end up at seven. He's good over the ball as well. Yeah. Um, the one guy who, who never gets a mention, who I'd like to see at, at eight in my team this season, bloke who's played all season for Saracens because Billy's been injured, is Jackson Ray. Yeah. He, he never gets mentioned. He's outstanding again on Saturday. Well, there's he another was, player who gets overlooked <clears throat> a lot in the conversation, yeah, he, certainly by England. He was voted um, the Saracens Player of the Year uh, on Saturday night. He's um, the Saracens coaches always say that all England have to do is get him in for a couple of training sessions then they'll see what he's all about mm. but he's never been in I think the guy's terrific he's played way more than Saracens had planned for him yeah, to play sure. because of other injuries and it, and he never lets them down yeah. never lets them down two more names I, ha- I have Jake Pelledry at six yeah, the, uh, yeah, Gloucester, Gloucester yeah. Um, uh, young player and uh, another kid Jack Willis at seven so he's a bit flavour of the month what Adam's waving at me just, just one thing about Pelledry is um, he's played for Italy We've got this extensive scouting network of um, you know scouting the earth for English qualified players. We've got blokes, we've got blokes playing in Wellington who are playing for England in the summer, and we can't see a bloke who's underneath our noses. I know, I know. How did how, how, how did we let him go, or how did England ridiculous? Let him go? Well, not we. Um, them. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll now uh, move on to, to the, the Ruck Awards. Everyone's very excited about this. Um, <laughs> best signing of the year. Well, the, the oh. bleeding obvious is... Um, Fafter Clerk. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for De Jong. I'm going to stick with him. He's been been great. I mean, there's a few other candidates. Gary Graham been good. Oh yeah, that is a good shout. But he's yeah. been too injured. But yeah, I, been I injured, agree but, that he uh, has been. been he came from Jersey. Um, I've put Ed Slater down as my signing of the season. Oh, we were we going to talk about Ed Slater, Adam. I was going to talk about him a bit later on. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I think Ed Slater is an outstanding um, decision. That my mine would be be Gonover, Nicky Gonover. I can't believe that that Leicester let him go. Um, and he has been the X Factor that has turned a few games for them. Yeah. How are we going to decide? Uh, show or, of hands. Or should we all give them, <laughs> should we give them all a prize? We haven't actually worked out how this works at all, have we? What sort of a podcast is this? As the the judge, the, the overall uh, decision comes to me, so I, I'm persuaded by your Ed Slater shout. Uh, You'll be delighted, I'm sure. <laughs> when he gets will. a massive yeah. prize. Uh, player of the season. The outstanding player of the season. Adam. I've got a couple. Um, Danny Cipriani, um, Jackson Ray, or Don Armand, who is in in um, in the picture every year and really gets a look in for England. Alex? I, I had Danny Cipriani, um, on, for all the reasons that we've just said. That, should we, can we, have to, we have to give it to Danny Cipriani, because it's just too funny not to. <clears throat> yeah. And the look on his face when he receives his award from us. Well, yeah. We'll be going to the training ground this week to present him with it, will he? Yeah, it's um, what are those? What are those little um, models uh, that all the Welsh players have made of them? What are they called? uh, The trogs or trolls? Grogs? 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 Grogs, They're called grogs. So I think we should do a grog of Steve Jones, uh, (laughs) our our, uh, occasional host. And, and that should be the prize that we present. Yeah, there'll be a fight at the training ground. Is there one of those in the urinal in what? Queenstown? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be so delighted. And, and let's do our young player of the season. Uh, I voted for Sam Simmons. Can't argue with that, but I'd chuck in his brother, yep. Joe. Joe was brilliant on yeah. Saturday for uh, for Chiefs at Harlequins, but I mean he's only come through. Like, he's only, that, yeah, that, he's that only just come through. Be interested to see whether they play him or Gopeth in the in the big two games in the yeah. season. My, my vote would go to the, the ten Steenson. he was playing against. Oh, sorry, Stevenson. Sorry, my vote would go to the ten he was playing against on Saturday. Marcus Smith, who's, I mean, what he's had to do to carry that team or to attempt to carry that team when he's only eighteen, turned nineteen. And he's played so much rugby, too much rugby. I, I bet you he's going to be injured next season. Yeah. But to have kept high standards going through, throughout the whole thing, with Quinns just playing like drains and had to, having to lead them at that age, I just think is an, an immense achievement. Well, he's probably only chalked in for LV Cup, uh, Anglo Welsh Cup. I'm, and I'm absolutely sure he would have been because it's only because um, Catrachillis uh, was injured. Uh, and then there's their, who was who would have been their second choice? Line is Lang. Sweel. Sweel. Sweel Lang. Yeah. And then he comes along. Yeah. So we're in agreement. Then Marcus uh, Marcus Smith wins it. <laughs> Brilliant. 
thank you and um uh the, two two questions which are quite which i quite enjoy uh in the uh for the start of the season we had two switches we had george ford going from uh bath to leicester and uh freddie burns going the other way around um a, a fair amount of money came back with burns as well um who who actually won that which team came out on top from that well it's interesting burns um he didn't start the season with Bath, and his first game he got sent off, didn't he? So suspended. He's only played. Priestland, Priestland started 16 games, I think. Yeah, Priestland's been the number yeah, one. Um, I think it's been a very disappointing uh, season for Burns. Yeah, I, I think Leicester got the better of that deal. I mean, Ford showed what he can do on Saturday. But I mean, he doesn't show enough, does he? Does, he doesn't show it. I, mean, I, would, I would say that he's been. He has not been the, the, the success. They're both. Or anywhere near they're, they're, they're they both. Um, well, neither of them are probably worth the money at the moment. Yeah, I think that's the thing, because it. The, the Ford recruitment cost Leicester a lot of money, yeah. and so they probably feel a bit shortchanged. Whereas um, Bath thought they were getting that, you know, a, a top-class Premiership fly half who would be with them every week, and it just hasn't clicked for Freddie Burns. I think he is a top-class Premiership fly half, and I, and I would hope that he'd be there starting ten next season. Um, and you would hope he would start ahead of Preston next season. Yeah. For any particular reason? I just think he's a better player. All right. Not a family friend or something. <laughs> no, I just think oh, he thinks, I think he's a better player. I just, it just doesn't, it just hasn't worked. It's been a tr- tricky season for Bath, and, and it's been a tricky season for for Freddie Burns, who's spoken about how difficult it is actually going back to Bath, where all yeah, his family he's found is it uncomfortable, isn't and he's he? found it really difficult to not be not be the main man not that he, he thought he would be and everyone else thought he would be. Yeah. Okay, same question. Johnny May and Ed Slater, they went in different directions. Uh, Slater from Leicester to Gloucester. Um, uh, Johnny May, Gloucester to Leicester. At the time, you think uh, Leicester have done a real job on that. But um, as we already said, Slater's had a great, great season. Yeah, I think it's a deal that, that, that suited both teams at the time. Quite right. Um, yeah. And Johnny May going to Wofford and scoring all the tries that he scored, you say nine... You, you, you can't you can't argue with with that. I think Leicester could have done with Ed Slater at points this season, but he's now I had him down as a signing of the year. I think he's what what he did for what he's done for Gloucester in sort of helping along with Ruan Ackerman and, and a couple of others in just toughening up a team that was was flaky, so flaky last season that had such a soft underbelly that could get themselves into a position to win a game and lose it in the last five minutes as they did repeatedly last season. Mm. And I went down there day one. Uh, of this season, when they when they beat Gloucester, when they beat Exeter, sorry, on, um, the champions, and Ed Slater came on and he just brought some steel, yeah. and that one game was a, was a, a launch pad for that team who haven't been consistent. I mean, they're not the finished article, but I, I think Slater's just had a massive different, made a massive difference to Gloucester, more of a difference than than Johnny Mays made for Leicester. It is it is ridiculous when you think, as you say. I mean, the one thing that Leicester have been looking for all year is a big dog, ugly. <laughs> second row. They, they had, Absolutely they, spot on. They had one in their in their ranks last year and got rid of him. I mean, Johnny Mays was brilliant, you know, scoring tries. But could other people have scored them? I just think Leicester's recruitment has been bizarre. Been we, said, p- we said this terrible. right at the start of the season. And I think it's been proven yeah. from beginning. I mean, to a end. lot of clubs' recruitment and releasing is is. Um, ridiculous. I mean, this time next year, will we be sitting here giving Matt Banahan the signing of the year? They'll be. Leicester found themselves in a bit of a spin because they had they had Richard Cockrell there, and then then they they had um, Major Major Major, and who and they were then trying to change their recruitment policy, and they tried to to get rid of all the big units and bring in more mobile forwards because they wanted to play a wider game. Then they get rid of Major. And bring in Matt O'Connor, who has a different view again, and it just means that they've been chasing their tail for two or three years, recruitment-wise, and, and they need 
I mean, John Kingston didn't work as as a Harlequins director of rugby, but they they feel that the one success he did have was in sorting out the balance of the squad and the recruitment right. there because they had a lot of England players, and when they lost England players, they had they had no no depth. They had a lot of players there who were brought in almost a panic move on a lot of money, and Kingston has tried to to, to balance out that squad. And um, I, I know the people at Harlequins see that that is probably his biggest achievement as director of rugby. I mean, Leicester. There are some sort of um, encouraging signs uh, for next season. They bought in Will Spencer from Worcester. And I was just, I was just about to say. I think yeah. this yeah. time next year we might be saying that's the sign. And Guy Thompson that would be brilliant for I think them. Guy Thompson's terrific signing for them because he's not on the England radar yeah. and he turns it in every week. I think he's a great player. Well, not a great player. Sorry, terrific player. Okay, uh, um, for the final section of this dramatic podcast we're going to talk about the um we're just going to go through that european finals uh, weekend big weekend in bilbao challenge cup final friday night um gloucester against cardiff and then the bigger one without any uh, shape or form of an england team an english team is uh, uh leinster against harassing but of course uh leinster are led or head coach by um by our dear friend stuart lancaster mm-hmm. i actually went to see him in, in leinster yesterday and and he gave his most forthcoming interview since losing the England job. Um, it was it was really really good. He was he was uh, he was very very honest and um, reflective. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted for him. I think he's oh, it's fantastic. On feet. Great bloke. Yeah. Despite what happened in the World Cup, good luck to him. Uh, and if you, you admire him so much, Adam, would you expect him to be the uh, coach for a, a Champions Cup winning team on Saturday night? I would, particularly as. Wrestling have lost uh, Machino, who got that terrible injury a couple of weeks ago. Who, every, despite the Carter, Lambie, all these people, everything runs through him. Um, so the replacement, he's also the goal kicker, Machino, as well. I mean, Lambie apparently hasn't got a point this year. North Dan Carter. Champions Cup, North Dan Carter. Um, obviously, they can do a job, but. I th- I th- I think Carter. <laughs> do a job, that bloke. I th- I think, you put um, your finger on it there, Adam. I think for wrestling to win, everything's got to go their way, and someone like Nakawara or Teddy Tomo's got to grab it by the scruff of the neck. I would. Agree. I think Lens will win it, and I think I think the Lancaster impact is is massive for them because he is without without all the other things going on with it, when he's just coaching. He's a good th- that's coach. when he's in his in his element and. Uh, you talk to, to players and, and other and people associated with Leinster. What he's done there, he, tactically, uh, uh, he's been brilliant. He prepares the team excellently, and and I think he will have spent the last two or three weeks since the semi-finals picking holes in that racing team. And on the back of that, so I think I think his influence at Leinster has been been huge. And on the back of that, I think they'll win. When, when you get people like Sexton and Jamie Heaslip bigging yeah. him up, then yeah. he's obviously coached. Obviously, didn't do enough coaching with England. And they've just done amazingly with, with their, their strength and depth is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. You, you could take Sean O'Brien out of that side and they're not even blinking, are they? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, what about the Friday night game, the um, Gloucester and Cardiff? It's really interesting, that because it's, it's two big traditional clubs slash region who have who have underperformed horribly in recent years. And Gloucester won this, the Challenge Cup in 2015. And I think at the time, they beat Edinburgh at, at the Stoop, at the time... They felt it was going to be the a win that could kickstart something, and Laurie Fisher was there, and and David Humphreys was a bit more hands-on, I think, and, and it just never happened for them, um, and it wasn't the springboard they wanted. That I, I really feel that this time round, with with the, the steps they've they've taken under Johan Ackerman, with the recruitment they've made, that are, that I mean, getting to the final is one thing. I really think they can they can win it, and and it should be they should now be viewing it as the as a springboard for 
for a better season next year and 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 a team moving forward. I just, they've been. I think they will. I think they will move forward. Jacko Creel's a pretty good signing for them next oh, season. Yeah. Really good. Mm. Yeah, really good signing. Badhan, obviously, we've we've talked about, and I, I just, they've just been treading water in the lower reaches of the Premiership for too long, and they've been stirred by Ackerman and and the, 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 the toughness he's brought, but also the the ambition he's brought to their rugby. And I think they'll get more and more consistent. And I really feel that Friday night could be a. Could be the springboard for that. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Adam. That is the end of uh, this edition of the Ruck. Uh, thank you, everyone who listened, who downloaded, uh, everyone who posted a review. Uh, we will see some of you hopefully in Bilbao at the weekend if you could afford the outrageous prices uh, required to stay in the city. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening.